interested in me for the role of the school teacher. I read for the school teacher. But when I was finished, I said to them that I didn't want to play school teacher, that I wanted to play Rebecca, because I didn't consider the school teacher a challenge, and Rebecca was to me. There were so many aspects of her character that I found exciting enough to want to know if I could encompass this woman's character. One was her strength, her courage, her love for her family, her knowledge that no matter how difficult things were, they were going to get better. All of these facets about her were stimulating to me. And they both looked at each other, and then they looked at me, and they said, you are too young, you're too pretty, you're too sexy to play Rebecca. And I said, but I am an actress, and I would like the opportunity to play Rebecca. Well, they ignored what I said, and they went in search of someone else to play Rebecca. However, in the meantime, I started working on the role, and I just kept working on it. And about perhaps a month or six weeks later, I received a telephone call from my agent who said to me, well, you have Rebecca. And I said, when do we start? And he said, aren't you excited? And I said, no. So why not? I said, because I knew she was mine all along. I was just waiting for them to find out. And that's how Rebecca came to me. The modeling came about through a friend of mine who wanted company to go to modeling school. I just went along to keep her company. I enjoyed modeling. It was uh, quite a, a change from what I had been doing. And it was there, from there, that I went into modeling and then into acting. And then things began to happen, you know? Uh, I mean, there was a time when I had two or three jobs in the same day. I'd go here and do a little bit, here and do a little bit, here and do a little bit. And people began to talk about, you know, this new actress, Cicely Tyson. And Welcome to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. That's who we're going to talk about this evening. Yes, Miss Cicely Tyson. None other than Miss Cicely Tyson. Happy Valentine's Day to each and every one of you out there today. I thought uh, bringing this story to you today about uh, this great actress, this great artist, um, Cicely Tyson, I thought bringing her story to you today is most fitting on Valentine's Day. Today we celebrate love and we celebrate love for uh, family members, for husbands, for wives, for children. Just we celebrate love. So what better of a story? Whom better to feature? Whom better to talk about than this great lady, Miss Cicely Tyson? 
Cicely Tyson began her illustrious career as a model in New York City, gracing the covers of magazines like Ebony and Jet while, as she just spoke of, while trying to make a name for herself with small acting roles. Her mother, and we're going to talk about that, her mother did not approve. Uh, she actually told Cicely when she was a very young age that show business doesn't have any decency. So she actually did not share Cicely's enthusiasm for acting and for the business. And she actually asked, asked her daughter to leave her home. Uh, and we'll share later on how after a performance that she invited her mother to. Her mother was so excited and so thrilled that she was actually at the door meeting the patrons as they left out uh, and as they all were giving all these accolades to her daughter, Cicely Tyson. She said, yeah, that's my daughter. I knew she would do this. I knew she would be good at that. But um, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about her relationship with her mother. And we're going to talk about this great lady on could not be a better day than Valentine's Day to celebrate her life, her legacy, her loves, her passions, um, what she really, and she was, make no mistake, Cicely Tyson was like none other, none other actor to ever grace the film stage, Broadway stage, or any other stage. She was someone totally unique. You're listening to Talk Back, hosted by Gloria Shea. Grab a cup of coffee, have a relax, sit down, and take a ride with me on this journey. This will be a two-part series. We're going to cover part one tonight about Miss Cicely Tyson, and then we're going to come back next weekend, and we're going to wrap it up with part two of this series. You just can't do a real show on this great lady in just one take or just one show cannot be done so we're going to do a two-part series on miss cicely tyson cicely tyson was born in east harlem on december 19 1924. she was the daughter of frederick huggins tyson who was a domestic worker and william augustine tyson who worked as a carpenter and painter she was one of three children her parents were immigrant immigrants from the west indies her father arrived in New York City at a tender age of just 21. And she grew up in a very religious atmosphere. She sang in the choir. Uh, she was a member of an Episcopal church right there in East Harlem. And her mother was very adamantly opposed to her becoming an actress and literally did not even speak to her for a time. But she changed her mind, as I said. Uh, once she saw Cicely Tyson on stage. How, how, how awesome is that? Tyson was discovered by a photogra photographer for Ebony Magazine. She was a very successful uh, fashion model. She talked about that, how she was really wanting to pursue acting, but she was smitten somewhat by uh, becoming a fashion model. And her first acting role was on uh, NBC. It was a TV series entitled Frontiers of Faith. That was back in 1951. She played her first film role in a movie called Carib Gold. That was in 1956. She had bits and pieces of roles that came after that in the uh, late 50s. In the early 60s, she appeared in the original uh, cast uh, by a French playwright. <laughs> 
and she played the role of um, the actor was Stephanie Virtue and the, she played alongside uh, some other notable cast members including Maya Angelou, James Earl Jones was in that film with her, Godfrey Cambridge, Lou Gossett Jr. And uh, the show was, was one of the longest running off-Broadway non-musical of that particular decade. So she had, now she's starting to uh, become somewhat known um, by producers in Hollywood. As I said, in the early 60s, she was in a play with uh, James Earl Jones, Maya Angelou, Godfrey Cambridge, and Lou Gossett Jr. She worked, also while she was in New York, she worked for a social service agency, and she was a typist. And she shared this story with Oprah on uh, when Oprah interviewed her a few years back about how she was sitting at the typewriter this particular day, and it was the the office was packed. There were other uh, co-workers sitting there at their typewriters, and she tells Oprah the story of how something just came over her, and she said to herself, "I know God has something better for me. I didn't. I'm not. I wasn't born on this earth just to bang on a typewriter." my entire life. She also shared the story of how one of the co-workers, older lady than her of course, retired and they gave her a gold watch for her retirement gift and she said, nah, that's just not for me. I want to buy my own gold watch. And this day that she had this reckoning with herself and she came to herself and she said, she, she banged on the typewriter and pushed it away everyone around her in the office noticed it. they heard the noise they looked up at her and she says I know God has something better for me from then on she actually was determined to pursue something much much better for herself aren't we glad she did aren't we glad Miss Cicely Tyson decided to go into acting and pursue the passion of acting because what she has done to the uh, profession of acting, she made it better. She made it better. And she was not only a force to be, she became a force to be reckoned with. And she was a stepping stone for so many other black actresses to come after her. But she did it in such a way with such class and such dignity because she refused to accept just any type of role. She refused. She was new at it. She was young in the game. She was trying to gather experience, but she was also very determined that she was not going to accept just any role. She didn't want to play prostitutes, hookers, uh, or anyone who was considered uh, downgrading or something that would uh, make her look less than what she really thought she was and she was a terrific lady so she was an american actress she started out as a fashion model her career spanned it more than second uh, seven decades um, she became known as a as a strong african-american woman the part she played like i said she didn't accept just any woes she wanted rose to show demonstrate strength love and a real human being, a real woman, so to speak. 
She appeared in some minor films, like I said, some television roles in her early career. And she started to gather some widespread attention and some acclaim. Uh, and then she talks about when you're, you're hearing the, the uh, tape early on into the show, and she's talking about how she got the role of Rebecca Morgan in Sounder in 1972, where she won both an Academy Award for Best Actress. She also took home that Golden Globe Award for Best Actress that year that she did Sounder. When she was auditioning for the role, they really did, they had, and she shares that in her story, they actually had someone else in mind. But she grabbed onto her faith and she was determined to play the role of Rebecca, the wife of Sounder in that film. She went on to win an Academy Award, Golden Globe Award, and it was an outstanding film. Here's where she started to really get the critical acclaim for her gift as an actress and what an actress she was, what an actress she was. She went on from there to do the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, which was based on a book by Ernest J. Uh, J. Gaines, which passed and she did it. She took part in his, um, she went and spoke at his funeral in New Orleans uh, when he passed. And so she stayed in touch with uh, Ernest Gaines. He was, um, he was a great author. He was a playwright and she uh, was very fond of uh, Ernest J. Gaines. So she went on to do the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman based on Ernest J. Gaines' book. And uh, for that role, she won two Emmys. And she was also, also nominated for uh, the BAFTA Award for Best Actress in a Leading Role. Tyson, Miss Tyson went on to continue to act in film and on television. Uh, the accolades of her, um, of her gift, of her craft, um, was outstanding, long list. I mean, she started out, she, st listen to this. Here's an African-American actress starting out in the late 50s, started out as a fashion model, enjoyed some success at that. New acting was in her heart and in her soul. Pursued that and she never got off the airplane. She never left the airplane in the sense that she always sought to go higher and higher and higher in her craft. Never ever wanted to be anything than the best at what she did. You're listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Welcome. Today is Sunday. It's Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to each and every one of you out there. Thank you for listening. Today we're talking about, yes, none other than Miss Cicely Tyson. So fitting for Valentine's Day. She was loved and adored by so many, not just in the film industry, but every, she touched everyone's life whom and all walks of life, whomever she came in contact with, she left a lasting, lasting impression on them. If you've got a business, big business, small business, doesn't really matter, give us a call here at Talkback at 216-394-8926. That's 216-394-8926. Give us a call. Partner with us here at Talkback. 
our rates are very reasonable and we have the target audience that you're looking for both men women and uh, the age group the demographics we've got them right here at talk back we have a very balanced audience of men and women uh, in the ages between uh, 34 and 55 and then we have a somewhat of an older demographic so if you're looking for it for those if you're looking to target that audience you need to partner with talkback give us a call 216-394-8926 yeah we're talking about none other than miss cicely tyson i'm so thrilled to bring this story to you i'm quite nervous about it i must I must say, it's just, I got the same feeling about Cicely as I did when I brought to you the two-part series about Nina Simone. I, I, I was a nervous wreck. I feel the same way this evening. I just don't know if I can do this great artist justice because her life encompassed so, there were so many facets to Cicely Tyson. Not only was she determined to be the best at her craft, but she was determined, I don't even think she realized it, but she was determined to leave a legacy. I guess maybe she was aware of it, because she was determined to leave a legacy for African Americans, not just for women, but for all African Americans to really shoot for the stars and to be the best at whatever it is that you felt called to do. Uh, she did a lot of uh, performances uh, off-Broadway. Uh, in 62, her performance in Moon Over the Rainbow Shawl, she starred with actress Carrie Watts uh, in the Broadway play, The Trip to Bountiful. She won an a Tony Award there. So she did a lot of Broadway, she did, and then she, uh, as I said, she broke off into film work. She was a star from the word go. Sounder propelled her and made her name, put her name out there. So a lot of the producers and, and the uh, studios in Hollywood uh, actually got their first glimpse at her as her role, Rebecca, in the film Sounder. And then they started to, to call her and ask her to do. And then of course came the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, which was uh, excellent, uh, excellent acting and film work. So she was a star and certainly uh, that began in the seventies with the film Sounder, but she never ever, ever, it seems went backwards or had a lapse in calls for, for roles. Let's not forget Roots comes along in 1977 where she played the role of Benta, Kuten, Kuten Kente's mom. She gave birth to, to Kunta Kente in the film Roots in 1977. She was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actress miniseries. Let's not forget the role that she just put everything she had in matter of fact she put everything she had in every single role but let's not forget her role as Coretta Scott King uh, in 1978 that was a, a TV miniseries she was here again nominated for a primetime Emmy Award for outstanding lead actress miniseries let's not forget that here comes 1981 
She accepts the role of Marva Collins, 1981 television film, The Marva Collins Story. In this role, she received an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Actress in a Television Movie Miniseries. Wow. It never, ever, she never, it seems, there was no shrinkage in her. And every single role, in my opinion, she blew up. She made the character not only real, but livable, if you know what I mean. It's as if you, every character she played is as if you got, you sat there, not only watching it on film, but it is, it's as if she invited you into this character's life. It's like you had a standing invitation to always come and partake in this role with her. You were, it's like you were actually there with her and you walk through every sequence of these characters' lives. You cried in her role uh, as, uh, as Rebecca and Sounder. You cried when her husband, uh, she lost her husband. You cried with her. Um, you celebrated her in her film as uh, Benta, ma- mother of Kunta Kente. You celebrated that, that bright moment of giving birth to this, to this character. You celebrated her uh, when she played uh, Coretta Scott King and the miniseries King. But you also mourned with her when uh, Dr. Martin Luther King got killed. Her roles, she did not just act in. She lived the part so, and each sequence of the part so, that it was as if she was giving each and every viewer a personal invitation to come in, sit down and actually get to know this character as she played out this character. Amazing. That's what I take from Cicely Tyson, that you don't get with every actress, African-American, white, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, doesn't matter. But, and I'm a movie buff, and I've watched a lot of films, and I've watched a, I've watched a lot of TV miniseries, and I promise you, when you go back now and look at some of the older Cicely Tyson movies, her gift was bringing each and every viewer right into that character with her, so you felt every emotion that, that she felt, and you rejoiced when she rejoiced, you cried when she you wept with her, and it's as if you could see, re- remember the autobiography of Mrs. Jane Pittman? and how she aged throughout the film. And you remember the grit and the determination and the, um, how she was so brave in the film. But you literally walked through it with her through how she grew and how she aged and how you saw the wisdom of Jane Pittman, cultiv- how it was cultivated and it developed right before your eyes. She did a magnificent thing in that film. And um, I think all of you out there listening to me on this show, you felt that. 
when you saw Cicely Tyson on film, I never got a chance to see her on stage. God, I wish I had. But when you see her on film, she literally grabs you and brings you in. Not all actors can do that. And uh, for that, I, I, I just pay tribute to her. I pay homage to her. Her personal life, and we're going to talk more about her personal life in part two of this series. But her personal life was a bit turbulent at times. She was married twice. We all know she was married to Miles Davis. And uh, she helped him get off of, she kicked hair, hair on and uh, uh, dr all kinds of drugs, cocaine as well, stop drinking and really get his health, uh, get his life back, take his life. She helped, she was very instrumental in that. And he often spoke about that of her. Uh, and I understand his last day she went back to, to kind of be somewhat of a caretaker for him. But we're going to talk a lot about, uh, not a lot, not a lot about her personal life. Somewhat, we're going to talk somewhat about her personal life in the part two of this series. But she was an actress. And I think, I'll tell you something. I might be alone out here. I might be, you know, walking out on the plank by myself on this one. But I think... The attraction for Miles about Cicely Tyson was more about her art than the woman. And we'll get a little bit more into that in part two. But anyhow, you're listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. Thank you for listening with us. We're honoring, we are featuring none other than Miss Cicely Tyson. We recently lost her here uh, earlier this, uh, actually uh, about a month ago. She did uh, pass on January 28th at the age of 96. She was born right in Harlem. And she, um, we lost more than an icon and more than a giant. We lost a friend. Um, we lost a mother, a sister, an aunt. We lost a mentor. We lost a coach. We lost an advocate. We lost a, uh, just someone who beat the drum for us. It's a well-known fact. She would not accept any roles. They had to have some substance to them. They had to have uh, some meat to them. Uh, or Otherwise, she would just not do them. To say that Cicely Tyson broke down barriers, barriers would be an understatement. She was a force, a real force responsible for making sure generations of people rejected the limitations society tries to place on them. Let me say that again. To say Cicely Tyson broke down barriers would be an understatement. She was a powerful force responsible for making sure generations of people rejected the limitations society tries to place on them, especially for black women in Hollywood. She was graceful, she had powerful artistry, and she literally moved mountains to make sure black women were seen and felt. She went, to, she went on to say, I was determined to do all I could to alter the narrative of, about black people. To change the way black women in particular 
were perceived by reflecting our dignity. She wrote this in her memoir. Uh, it came out just about three days before she died on January 28th. And with this mission, there isn't a life she left untouched. I said that. She has touched folks she never would know. But she, and she, and it was deliberate. I said, you know, I, I said maybe she didn't know, but she did know. It was very deliberate. It was very deliberate to do what she did. She did it by reflecting her dignity. And she was determined to alter and help change the narrative. She, she, her performances were groundbreaking. She paved the way for black actors of today, of tomorrow, of yesterday. Um, her activism uh, was purposely beautiful, her activism, because her activism wasn't just for photo ops. She was determined to live her life daily with this activism and with her roles. Everything that she represented in Hollywood, everything she represented to, to folks in New York who knew her and knew of her life, it was, it was genuinely, it was determined it was purposeful. Because she spent her life giving to this world, the actress of today um, had so many wonderful things to say about Cicely Tyson and how and what she contributed to their lives, um, what she meant to them. I'll share some of them some of the thoughts of some of the actresses of today and how they felt about this great lady and how grateful they were for her. Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross, daughter of Diana Ross, uh, did the TV series Girlfriends, very successful TV series. Uh, and she's gone on to be on other, uh, Blackish is her most recent uh, TV series. She says this, when speaking of or remembering Cicely Tyson, Legacy is not enough to convey the breadth and scope of what she shared with us. What she leaves behind, her groundbreaking career, her spirit was both gentle and bold, her choices were purposeful and honest. With a career full of firsts, she forged a path for those to come after her, including me, Tracy Ross says as the first black woman to wear her hair naturally on a television show, she said. I wanted to alter the narrative of how black people and black women particularly were perceived by reflecting their dignity. She spent her entire career uplifting our beauty and humanity. She goes on to say, I am forever grateful for her grace and for the way she answered her calling. Lynn Whitfield, we all know the work, the body of work of actress Lynn Whitfield. I mean, she's um, 
she has she's developed her own legacy, so to speak. But here's what Lynn Whitfield says. She says her work was exquisite. Her art was exquisite. Detailed, textured, authentic. And beyond that, as a woman and as a human, she should be known for her wisdom, her vulnerability, and her humor, her complex complexity and her activism. Cicely walked as a soulful queen through it all, teaching us that royalty need not be unapproachable, but available, hardworking, and joyful. By example, she led. Without the inspiration of Cicely Tyson, Cicely Tyson being who she was, I would not be who I am. Lynn Whitfield. And then I'm going to wrap it up with, um, I think, uh, by this young lady, uh, Regina King. She's just uh, completed a film, uh, One Night in Miami, successful film uh, that just recently hit the, hit the, uh, the Netflix and the screens, of course, um, Prime, and she's enjoying a lot of success right now as her as a director, and she's coming into her own. I'm gonna uh, just kind of um, tell, share with you what she has to say about Cicely Tice, and then in part two series, we're gonna come back and we'll share some more of what the others have had to say about her. But Regina King says this, Miss Tyson legacy has left an indelible mark. She always kept her head high and imparted wisdom every time she had the mic. Her grace, choices, and everything she stood for was like a lighthouse pointing me in the right direction whenever I was unsure where to go. Can you imagine? Can you imagine knowing her personally? I didn't know her personally. Many of you, most of you, probably all of you, none of you knew her personally. But we knew her through her art. As I said, that was my best um, breakdown of what Cicely Tyson meant to me just as a person who sat and watched her films. She brought you in somehow, and not every actor can do that. She literally brings you right in, right in, and she you're able to walk through every phase of that actor's character. And I remember during the 2015 BET, Black Girls Rock uh, show, remember that one, 2015, they honored her. Uh, Regina King was uh, one of the hosts there along with Tracy Ellis Ross. And remember her speech, remember Cicely Tyson's speech and how she talked about uh, black women and how you're a queen, we're all queens. And uh, to never, ever, ever doubt who and how special you are. So you're listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. I'm out of time. I could go on and on and on. I could do a five-part series about Cicely Tyson. Could I do it just in, I don't know. <laughs> but I'll tell you, this is an honor of me to, to do this show about this great lady and all that she represents. Because her life encompassed so much, you can't, you, you just can't touch and feel it all in a 30 minute show or even an hour show. 
you have to really study her her life. I would recommend to my listening audience to go out there and to pick up her memoir and because it was just released released and uh, I think you're gonna find the nuggets and that um, is well worth the money you pay for it and beyond it will give you you'll reap the benefits of it the rewards of it for years and years to come You've been listening to Talk Back, hosted by yours truly, Gloria Shea. We want to invite all small business owners, big business owners, for-profit organization, or if you have a not for non uh, non-for-profit organization, give us a call at Talk Back. Consider partnering with us here on Talk Back. This is our second year now. Uh, we're in year two of Talk Back, and um, we are moving. We're moving and we're going to, 2021, we look forward to some really exciting shows that we're gonna be bringing you. And we're gonna also go back to doing some live shows with some live guests. We're taping for now, um, but believe me, we're gonna go back and we're going to actually bring in uh, live shows and where they're live streamed and you'll be able to actually see the guests, see the host and see the guests that we will have on. I hope you've been enjoying Talk Back. We do have a Facebook blog. Uh, please go to uh, our blog. It's called Talk Back, a thought-provoking talk format. It's uh, on Facebook and go there, click on that. I encourage you to leave us a review about what you think of Talk Back. And uh, certainly we want you to partner with us, advertise with us, our audience. We have a great mixture, great balance of men and women, ages 24, uh, 30, 40, 55, and even 60 plus. We have a great audience for you and uh, our rates are very, very reasonable. So give us a call, 216-394-8926. That's 216-394-8926. And we'll be happy to share with you how we can help Get your message out to our listening audience. Thank you so much for listening to Talk Back. Don't forget, tune in next week in part two, where we're going to talk about this great lady, Cicely Tyson. Until next time, America.